this is WTM. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to another edition of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. You're sorry. Check my shorts for Christ's sake. Joining me once again is Mr. Positivity, Brett. Chicken dippers! Spreading the love. That you are. Positive vibes. <laughs> you know me. Such an apt nickname. Mr. Positivity. People call me that. <laughs> that they do. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are continuing our horror extravaganza with a breakdown of It Comes at Night. Too bad there's no sheriffs in this movie. It, it really is too bad. Although, uh, what's the main character's name? Paul? Yeah. Pa- Paul's kind of the HSIC of this movie. Yeah. Lays down the law. Mm-hmm. Even with a limp. Yeah, I didn't understand why he was so limpy. <laughs> Gimpy. All right. Yeah, let's get to the details. It came out in 2017. Directed by Trey Edward Schultz. Did it Did it come out at night <laughs> in 2017? I'm guessing it did. <laughs> uh, starring Joel Edgerton, Christopher Abbott, Carmen Iego, Iego, uh, sorry, Iogo, Riley Keough, who is uh, Elvis's granddaughter. Oh, yeah? Fun fact. Are you going to say the characters? Yeah, I suppose. Joel Edgerton plays Paul... Christopher Abbott is Will. Carmen Iogo is Sarah. Riley Keough plays Kim. Kelvin Harrison Jr. is Travis. He's also loose. Remember when we talked about <laughs> loose? I do. I remember <laughs> when you talked about it. <laughs> Apparently some people really liked that movie. I thought it was just okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Griffin Robert Faulkner plays Andrew, the little boy. David Pendleton is Bud. Mikey is the name of the dog who plays Stanley. <laughs> it's always weird to me when you change the name of the dog. You just call the dog by its real name. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chase Jolier is a so, man number one. It's like Tony Danza. I'm sure that dog doesn't respond to Stanley. <laughs> How about this name? Mick O'Rourke played man number two. Mick O'Rourke. That sounds like... Uh, Pretty derogatory uh, slur of a name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's that Irish dude over there? Oh, that Mick O'Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Synopsis. It's okay. It's okay because that's his name. <laughs> yeah. I can say it. Yep. Secure within a desolate home as an unnatural threat terrorizes the world. A man has established a tenuous domestic order with his wife and son. Then a desperate young family arrives seeking refuge. So this movie debuted at some film festivals and got a lot of buzz over the summer of uh, 2017. Mm -hmm. Trailers or 
made it look really intense. Pretty pumped to see it. And I was not disappointed. It was one of my favorite films from that year. I think it was in my top three. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go top three, but mm. uh, it's not def- an ASAP, but it's def- soonish. Yeah, it's definitely, I'd give it an eventually. It's worth seeing for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, so I, I think you probably liked it a little more than me, but mm-hmm. it's definitely in the same kind of ilk as like The Witch and some of those other newer horror movies where, or hereditary, where it's more of a slow build. Yeah. Kind of a, you know, building the, the tension mm-hmm. without like using a lot of jump scares and, and things like that. More psychological. Yeah. Horror. I mean, you could say this is a a zombie film, but it's almost like a reverse zombie film. Kind of, yeah, because it's there are characters who are sick, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily. They're worried about contaminating the healthy characters, right? So they have to, you know, kill them and burn them up, and and it's basically the the healthy people and people in general are actually the the real danger, yeah, to everyone. <laughs> we'll get into it, but yeah, I think kind of by the end you kind of start questioning uh, who's the real villain of this story. Yeah, kind of starts out basically right into it. It's a short film. It's about an hour and thirty-two minutes, maybe. Yeah. Now does it? Well, it starts off with uh, the old man who's yep. he's he's dying. The, the grandfather. He's breathing heavy. He's covered in sores. And then his family is surrounding him, and they're all wearing gas masks and gloves. Yep. And then, uh, you know, they say their final d- goodbye, and uh, Dad says, uh, son, we got to take Grandpa outside. So they put him in a wheelbarrow, and then they go drop him in a shallow grave. Mm-hmm. Dad puts a bullet between his eyes, and then they burn him. And uh, it's a rough opening to a movie, because mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, that's Grandpa, and Grandpa was infected and uh, can't have that. Nope. So we're kind of given the, I guess the gist of what's going on. It seems like it's a post-apocalyptic type environment. Uh, yeah. Judging so- by all the preca- precautions you see they're taking, you know, there's a disease. A somewhat zombie-like disease that they're afraid of catching, although they're not necessarily worried about being bit. Like they don't want any contact at all. Like airborne looks like it could be airborne, right. or and it's like a, yeah, it's person. like an epidemic, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's like a plague. Mm-hmm. And they live in this boarded-up house that is on lockdown twenty-four-seven. So you're thinking, and the society o- looks like it must have crumbled. Yeah, they're the only ones around. There's mm-hmm. nobody else around. They have their back room is the only way out, and there's a door into the back room. The back room is covered in plastic um, yeah. sheets. It's kind of like an airlock, if you think of it that way. Yeah, and then they have the door to the outside, and obviously both doors they keep locked at all times. Yeah. And then they have some awkward family dinners. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon after that. They're sleeping, and uh, is this is uh, Travis up? So Travis likes to hang out in the attic. Yep, he likes to and eavesdrop. Yep, and, very much so. <laughs> yeah, 
And so after the awkward family dinner, he's uh, he's up in the attic and he's listening to his parents talk about uh, how witnessing the death of his grandfather is going to affect him. Mm-hmm. And his mother is guilt feels guilty because she's like, he shouldn't have seen that. I should have gone with you. And dad's like, no, it's fine. He needed to do it. I couldn't do it myself. And Yeah. And so nobody's going to blame you for not doing it because it was her father. Yeah. You know, it would have been hard for her as well. Right. Which I don't, we'll come to see that Paul is kind of heartless. Like he's quick to pull the trigger on a lot of people. He's all about taking proper precautions. Okay? I, you could say that you can spin it that way. Like <laughs> I'm going to protect my family unless my family starts bleeding out the mouth. <laughs> And then it's over. That first night there after Grandpa dies, they do the they pan across that painting, mm-hmm. and it's all death and violence. Yep. And I thought that's an interesting painting to have in your house. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think I looked up the name of the painting, but I forget where I wrote it down. Do you have it? I don't have it offhand. It's I it's, think it's in the IMDb trivia. Okay, then we can just talk about it later when we get to it. Okay. But yeah, obviously... Uh, I think Paul says later that eerie he... eerie foreshadowing. Yeah, I think Paul said uh, later in the movie that he used to be a history teacher, right? Yeah. So I guess kind of makes sense that he would have something like that. Yeah. Being uh, you know, a scholar of uh, history and uh, probably interested in wars and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I know about the Roman Empire. I'm your guy. <laughs> So yeah, then we see the first of uh, a few scenes where Travis uh, is dreaming? Question mark. <laughs> uh, so like he, so this first night you see him. He always has his lantern every time he's dreaming. Mm-hmm. I did read too that in the dream scenes they switched the aspect ratio of the film. Yeah, and I didn't really notice that, so it was. Obviously, pretty subtle, or you know, I was so into the movie that I didn't even notice. Yeah, well, plus it's so dark that you don't really notice if they, yeah, put some that's true, change the uh ratio a little bit. And so, those black lines are bigger now, or yeah, smaller now. <laughs> and so, he goes to the back room and he sees grandpa, and there's a bit of a jump scare there. Mm-hmm. As dra- grandpa turns around and he's bleeding out his mouth. Which people are wont to do in this movie. Yep. And just as Grandpa turns, he wakes up. uh, And what, his mother was telling him to to get up because there's somebody in the house. Yep. Goes downstairs. And uh, something I want to point out with this movie, I think the sound mixing is incredible and effective. Yeah. Especially if you're watching this with the lights out. You just hear the pounding on the door, stuff breaking and things Absolutely. like that. Yeah. Especially also when they're outdoors and in the woods, trying to listen for sounds. And they turn the score down, right? So there's like, they cut yeah. the music out and all you hear is somebody just banging on that door. Mm-hmm, trying to get in. You don't know what the fuck is going on. And it's fucking frantic. Yeah. Very and then, intense. And then dad's strapping up. He's grabbing his shotgun, putting his mask on. Mm-hmm. 
He doesn't give a fuck. He's just going to blow away whoever the fuck comes through the door. Yeah, as soon as that door opens, he's firing. <laughs> and I don't know how he missed him, but uh, he he somehow missed the dude. Yep. And then he starts interrogating him, and he, he fucking hits him with the butt of his gun, knocks him out. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, this guy gets, he gets wheelbarrowed out to the, yeah. <laughs> out to the woods. That he, wheelbarrow gets a lot of use. And he gets tied to a tree mm-hmm. and they just leave him overnight. Yep. They go, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And nothing comes at night. You discover that they want to wait because it seems like it takes, uh, a day yeah. maybe at least before you'll start showing symptoms. S- yeah. yeah. Signs or symptoms. So they think, well, if he makes it past a day or two, he should be fine. Right. And we get another uh, another dream here. You see uh, Travis going out with his lantern mm-hmm. to go take a peek outside at what's what's going on with that fella. So there's two dreams within the first few minutes here of yep. the movie. Yeah, Travis is a dreamer, yeah, but he's not the only one, right? It's a very communist song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's a very communist message. If you listen to the lyrics, <laughs> no borders, no religion. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> this might take us to our first clip. I have a clip of the, uh, not many. I only have fl- uh, three clips today, so not many. They're a bit longer, but yeah. uh, I have a clip of the interrogation where uh, Paul is asking Will questions. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we get to that? No, I just want to say, uh, yeah, Paul, kind of a dick. (laughs) All right, here it is. Why'd you break into my house? Promise. Promise you. I I, I didn't think anyone was in it. There's no lights, and this thing's boarded up. It looked abandoned from the outside. What are we looking for? Water. Supplies, anything. My family. I have a family. My wife and our boy in the woods. Where? An abandoned house. About 50 miles from here. Why did you leave them? We're running out of water, and I left them with the rest of the food in the water. I thought it'd be safer that way. Are they sick? No. Is that why you left them? No. No, sir, they are not. Hey, sick. listen, I don't even have to shoot you, you know. I could just leave you out here. You want this water? Yeah. Oh, you make me believe you. Look, I'm telling you the truth. I don't know how much time they have. All right, so how long have you been living in this abandoned house? About a week, tops. How did you get there? A truck broke down. That's the first place that we found. Where were you before? My brother's. Where? About eight or so miles from here. Why'd you leave? Lost our water supply. So you, your brother's out there too? No. Nope. Where did he go? He's dead. So it's just your wife and your son and nobody else? Just them. And do you have any idea what's going on out there? As soon as people in the city started getting sick, got out, got as far away as possible. There's a grid left. I don't know even how to be on it. And so you're out there driving for 80 miles and you didn't see anything? No. We didn't see anything or anyone. We drove it at night. Now a truck broke down. I'd been running without oil. 
When I was by myself, I just stuck to the woods and I saw nothing. Look, look at my eyes. I'm telling you the truth. I never would have broken in like that if I thought that the house was occupied, but I was desperate. I got no hard feelings at you. You did what you had to do. You had to protect your family. But if you can spare some water for my family, I can trade for it. Got food. How much? Got plenty to trade for. I'm asking how much. Two goats, six chickens, some canned food as well. Are the animals healthy? Yes, sir. Promise you, if you need food, I have it. My family's all that matters to me. I know you can understand that. You're a good person. You're just trying to protect your family. But don't let mine die because of it. Help me and I can help you. Yeah, so this is basically the most information we get about the outside world. So people are right. getting sick in the big cities. So, you know, he talks about how he didn't even see anyone coming out there. Of course, you know, mm. everyone's truthfulness is questioned <laughs> throughout the movie. But I think we can at least gather that whatever the illness is, it seems like the water supply everywhere is poison because they have a water purifier. Yeah. And they, you know, they use that constantly. That's where they get all their fresh water. They don't get fresh water from the ground. They don't go to a stream and get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, and they, I think that's where they get it, but then they clean it afterwards because they have those dirty water jugs and then the clean purify after they you know, boil it and purify yeah, it. Right. And I think we'll come to see with good reason. Uh, it's easy to question this guy's uh, truthfulness. Yeah. <laughs> says in 80 miles, I didn't see anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says my family is healthy, which maybe maybe not and then he talks about his brother yep which is gonna be a big uh, point of contention later brother's dead yeah or is he (laughs) what's his name i don't remember (laughs) so yeah he uh talks it over with his family and uh thinks it is worth the risk i mean that that would be pretty valuable you can get a, a source of food for a while Chickens, I wonder how long chickens uh, live. Oh, long enough, I'm sure. I mean, you can get eggs for a couple of years, maybe. Then you get to eat I the chickens afterwards. So, yeah. well, I mean, you could probably raise some of the chickens. You know, I, I guess I don't know how many chickens they could sustain in a constant livestock. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they're feeding them. They're just feeding off the ground. I, I don't know. They got goats, too. Yep. Go- goats eat anything. It'd have to be a male and female to get some more goats out of there, but. Well, if they get a female goat, they can have some milk. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're mainly using it for, yeah. I'm sure. So, yeah, that'd be uh, pretty advantageous in the apocalypse to have some fresh food sources. And he's got some canned food, so that'll last a year or two. Yeah. At least. Well, who knows how old, like, like how long has uh, this been going on? Yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe those cans... I've been around for a while, but I guess, you know, some canned food just lasts forever. Yeah. You know, it just tastes a little tinny. <laughs> yeah. But I did like, so they, they, uh, Paul and this dude go out in their, in Paul's truck and they're on mm-hmm. their way. What I liked about this scene is the guys in the bed of the truck 
given directions, and he says, "Go straight," but there were no crossroads there. So <laughs> where the? <laughs> There's no choice but to go straight. I don't know. Maybe we just couldn't see it because of the camera angle. <laughs> I don't know. He did it a few times. Like, yeah, you're giving directions when you don't really need to because this mm-hmm. it's just the road just goes this way. There's no other place to go. They brought us along to give directions, and then it, we didn't really give them directions. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> For Race with the Devil. Um, yeah, uh, there's also a scene in there that I just showed to you that it looks like something is in the background. Yeah. Now, I described it to you as it looks like the statue of the uh, the guy thinking. The you know th- what, what's the name of that statue again? The Thinker. Is it just The Thinker? Yeah. Okay. He's T-bowing. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah, it looks, it looks looks like he's taking a shit is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it looks like somebody almost like sitting on a log in the thinking pose, but it looked like a dark figure. Didn't necessarily look human, but it had human elements. It looked like it had arms and legs. Right. Torso, head. But... And it looks like a statue yeah. to me. It's kind of a weird placement. Yeah. Because there's in the no the woods. It's in the middle of the woods. It's in a little bit of a clearing, but there's mm-hmm. really no like houses or anything over there. Yeah. So maybe we could probably just talk about it now. Uh, literal it does not come at night. <laughs> yeah. At uh, least you don't see it. To me, it, it seems like... It's all in somebody's head. So it's, I guess it comes at night is, is more about Travis's nightmares. Yeah. Is, is or, what or I fear in is. general or fear of others. Right. And so I don't, or it could be, you know, Will, who is the, the name of the guy that came and broke into the house. He came yeah. at night, mm-hmm. but overall it's, yeah, I think it could it's, be about the moon. <laughs> Uh, Stanley the dog. Yeah. Later. That's probably the the biggest question I have, uh, and we're not to it yet, but how Stanley the dog gets returned to the back room. Yeah. Is probably the biggest question I have. But uh, if you want to kind of pick up from the uh, the pickup. Yeah. Pick up from the pickup. From the, the, right the after truck ride. But. 10 seconds, 20 seconds after you see that, whatever that figure is in the woods. Yeah. It's it's from a, a shot where it's profile of Joel Edgerton, Paul. Yeah. And you can see it out his window in the woods. Yeah. And I think I remember seeing the trailers, and it looks like it's specifically put in the shot by the director. Mm-hmm. So this movie's full of ambiguity. So he might just be adding more. Maybe he's trying to say, you know, there is, there could be some sort of a monster or a sick thing could be what comes at night. It's possible they kill people before they turn into it. Yeah. Maybe it possibly. is like a zombie thing where it's, they finally die and then they come back as an it basically. Or it's a red herring. I don't yeah. know. You know, a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Right after that, uh, they are ambushed by two, uh, marauders, I guess. See, I don't know. I I watched this movie twice. The first time, I admittedly wasn't paying as close attention as I should have. Mm-hmm. But the second time, I was really paying attention because I was taking notes and stuff. I didn't realize there were two different guys there uh, at first. Oh, yeah? Because I thought... Because they shoot out one of the tires. 
mm-hmm. and they go barreling into the into the trees, and then uh, Paul just goes and ca- <coughs> caps one of them. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was after uh, Will was beating that guy up. So was Will beating up a different guy? I can't remember. Yeah, there was two guys. Eventually, so. there was two guys there, and I got mm-hmm. confused at first. Yeah, it's just uh, Joel uh, just climbs underneath the truck. He sees one of the men, shoots him in the knee, and then uh, a little later shoots him in the in the torso. Yeah, kills him. I think, and that's when he's down there. He hears uh, fighting. Uh, okay. and he, I think he hears Will yelling. I think maybe even ask him questions. That's what I was because uh, I realized when they dumped him in the grave. Like, where'd that other guy come from? Yeah. Because Paul yells at him to get off him, and he pretty much shoots him right away. As yeah. uh, Will says, stop, wait, you know, mm-hmm. tries to. And then Paul's like, wait, what, do you know this guy? Yeah. He goes, no, you know, we could have gotten information from him, that type of a thing, which is that's that's where you, you, you spoke about it earlier about uh, does he have a brother? Is he dead? Right. That could be, he could know him and he could be his brother. Hmm. I guess I didn't really look for similarities. I don't know. I mean, he did look uh, kind of. Uh, Will's a Latino, right? Yeah. Or Italian, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, Will did seem pretty shocked and a little uh, depressed at the fact that these two guys were dead. Mm. And it's like, well... They did ambush you, but like you said, do you know these guys? Or are you just, uh, you know, saddened that Paul is so fucking trigger happy? (laughs) Or maybe you're just counting your blessings that he didn't do that to you. Mm -hmm. Like most things in here, it's left ambiguous. You don't know if he knew him or not. It's uh, for the audience to decide. So, uh... He kind of convinces Paul that he's not lying, at least for a while. When he, we don't we don't see this happen, but Paul shows up and he sees that he has a wife and kid, and yep. has the goats and the chickens, and they brings them all back home. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like the Brady Bunch in there, a little bit. One big happy family. Everybody's got family their, unit. Everybody's got to do their chores. Mm-hmm. Stay on a routine. We got two sets of parents, only two kids. Yep. And a dog. Yeah, so uh, so Paul lays down the ground rules. And I got a clip from that. There you go. When we're inside the house, the door to the back room stays uh, closed and locked, the one that you came through. And the door leading to the back room uh, also stays closed and locked all the time, the red door. I have the keys. The only set, uh, or Sarah will have them. It's the only way in and out of the house. Everything else you see is, is all boarded up. Mm. Um, most important thing, we, we never go out at night unless it's an absolute emergency. And even when we do go out during the day, we like to stick to groups of two just for safety. When we're you know, collecting wood and water and whatnot. Same thing goes for trips to, uh, to the bathroom, which is a ways from the house. Um, and at nighttime, we use buckets and uh, empty them. Mm. All right, we can talk about it another time. Um, uh, firearms, we keep them locked and squared away in, in a safe in our room. We'd like to do the same with yours just for now. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. 
And meals we eat together twice a day, just for the sake of food and rationing, I guess. And uh, uh, everybody cleans their own dishes and just generally puts things away where they belong. Um, it's just like the way we like to run things and we think it's important. You know, I think it's important to keep a routine and stay busy. Uh, oh, God, I'm sure I'm forgetting a few things. There's plenty of time to work out all the details. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overload. Uh, <laughs> well, just settle in. Yeah. And uh, we'll get working in the morning. And welcome. That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, welcome to the welcome to the house. <laughs> and uh, Travis immediately just goes and spies on him again. Goes right up to the attic. Fucking <laughs> this just won't fucking leave it alone. This scene was kind of awkward because uh, Will and Kim are trying to fuck, but their fucking like three year old kid is in the room climbing mm-hmm. on the bed. Well, he's like he's poking his dad's feet with uh, triceratops. Awkward. <laughs> and meanwhile, Travis up in the fucking attic listening in. Mm-hmm. So it's uh. A little strange. Um, but they're one big happy family, right? So Will's teaching Travis how to chop wood. Paul's a little jelly. He's <laughs> a little jelly. Says, that's my boy. I should be teaching him, but I'm not going to say anything because I'm passive aggressive. Took his job. Sometimes aggressive aggressive. Mm-hmm. So. But we get another... Uh, Another potential dream? You think this is a dream? So Travis is in bed and Kim comes and pays him a visit. Yeah. I think it has to be, a, well, a dream because of the uh, blood that comes, the black blood that comes out of her mouth and empties into his. Right. I think it's a dream too, but do you think it's because Travis is already infected? No, I mean... You could say that for, because uh, that isn't the first dream he has with, with the an, sickness. Yeah. And this takes place over many days, and he doesn't have any signs of sores or anything like that. True, true. But yeah, she just drools blood into his mouth, mm-hmm. which is kind of gross. Now, there is the minute possibility, it's still a possibility, that the characters don't really know all that much about the sickness and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, well, Grandpa, you know, it only started showing signs after, uh, within a day. Yeah. But, you know, like, so, well, maybe he got infected two months ago, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, they're thinking, well, like, well, he came into contact with whatever right. the day earlier. Well, maybe it didn't matter because he was infected two months ago. Yeah, and then something triggered it to, to start manifesting. I find it unlikely, but possible nonetheless. Right. And who knows, you know, like Travis, who knows when he got uh, infected? You know, mm-hmm. it could have been. He was living with Grandpa in his room. Like, maybe he was just having nightmares from, you know, seeing his Grandpa ill. Yeah. You know, that could be it, too. It could be as simple as that. But, yeah, so after that, we get, uh, you know, Travis comes to and he goes downstairs with his lantern. Is it a dream? I don't know. He catches Kim in the in the refrigerator. I think it's not a dream at all. This one, I don't think so. Yeah. Which 
kind of throws off the theory every time you see his lantern he's dreaming yeah but he uh, has his lantern because it's always fucking dark and there's no windows <laughs> it's it's the exception that proves the rule <laughs> so although i mean uh on the outside room they have a hole a little hole in one of the pieces of wood so they can see out of mm-hmm. but it isn't up top in like the attic area isn't there a window that they use that's where they're looking yeah. out of once because it's up higher and it's hard to get to so it's like well we don't really need to board that up i think so there's at least a couple one or two windows where they're they're able to look outside mm-hmm. so yeah travis and kim having midnight snacks having a little discussion about uh or Thinking about midnight snacks, not actually. It was like the feast scene from Hook. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. Just imagining shit. (laughs) A little bit. Except (laughs) for, so she's all into cupcakes and sweets, Mm -hmm. and Travis ain't having it, because he's fucking weird. Yeah. What does he say he likes to eat? Uh, Well, he said on his birthday, his mom would make Rice Krispie cakes. I don't even know what that means. Like, Like Rice Krispie treats, that's sugary and... That's what I was thinking. So I was like, well, that's just a sweet. Or is he just rice cakes? Yeah, but uh, who makes those? You, you buy them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, miserable people buy them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like eating cardboard. <laughs> Travis single-handedly keeping the rice cake industry alive. Um, Yeah, and Kim, I noticed this. Kim catches Travis staring at her tits. <laughs> and, make, and, and makes things super awkward. Yeah. She calls him out on it. Yeah. Fucking weird. Well, I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> See you in the morning. I think that's where the tension really amps up between the two families. Because after that, Kim's just like, that dude, he's he's trying to, trying to smash. <laughs> Well, they do have some good times, though. They're playing Chinese checkers one night. You know, they're, it shows the family interacting in a positive way. They're yeah. getting along. You know, Will and his wife are taking a bath together. <laughs> they do a lot of stuff together. You know, they're... I was surprised the kid wasn't in the bathroom with them. They, You know, she also teaches them how they purify the water. And, mm-hmm. You know, you already mentioned the chopping of the wood. Did you say purify in the water or purify the, purify the water? You have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. (laughs) (laughs) That you do. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think this is about the time we come across the uh, Stanley going missing. Yeah, yeah. So they're all kind of out in the the yard or the woods kind of doing chores. And the dog freaks out. Starts barking like nuts. Yeah. And it runs away. And Travis chases him without a mask or gloves or anything into the woods. Mm -hmm. And uh, his barks come to an abrupt halt. Right. And Travis is is just frozen. And Mm -hmm. it appears that maybe he sees something. This is probably, as far as I'm concerned, the biggest evidence that there might be something out there. Mm -hmm. because one what killed the dog yeah was it a another animal was it a person was it some other kind of monster 
that uh, or some other infected person, potentially. And what did Travis see? Because I didn't see anything out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just trees. You couldn't see what was beyond them. So Now, I saw a video on YouTube where somebody kind of zooms in a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't have to zoom in a lot, but it helps. Yeah. And you can actually see people behind trees. Okay. Now, you don't see like the full figure. You see like their shoulder kind of pop out and pop back behind. You don't see like a head and or like a hand come out. You just kind of see people moving behind the trees. I thought a, one possible explanation was what well, could be the dog trainer, because they got to be standing, you know, in the background, maybe directing the dog to come towards it to get the shot right. Right, like a like a goof. Yeah, but at least one of those shots, the dog wasn't. It was after the dog was already missing, mm-hmm. was already gone, and they were. Still, you know, there was like a, it looked like a tree had fallen over and there was just kind of a, a, a mess of brush yeah. that they're kind of looking through, but they didn't step beyond mm-hmm. one of those shots. You also see a figure behind a tree. Okay. So I think it could be put in the director, maybe a little, I mean, if I looked at that tree again, as I'm watching it, I could, I could see some movement probably, but yeah, it's very subtle. So so and I don't could, think it's necessarily the dog trainer since it would be pointless in one of the shots. Right. And it's with how the dog reacts, you mm-hmm. know, you're you're more likely to think that there's someone or something out there. Yeah. And it could be could be people who were uh related in some way to the two guys that got killed ambushing the Paul and Will. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Will's friends, yep. you know, that he doesn't want to tell anybody about. Maybe it's something completely unrelated. Maybe it's a sick person. Maybe it's an alien. Maybe it's a monster. It could Who be anything. Knows? Or maybe the dog just fell into a hole and, or, you know, fell into some brush and stabbed itself on a on a tree branch. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a lot of things. Or... You know, maybe Rambo set a fucking tiger trap for it. Yeah. And uh, Paul is yelling at everyone to get back in the house. <laughs> he don't give a shit about the dog. He says, mm-hmm. you know the woods, he'll come back. Mm-hmm. So another awkward family dinner. Yeah, basically. Uh, this is Right after this is actually when we see Travis drawing a picture. He has several pictures with yeah. some weird figures in it. I wonder if we're supposed to think that, that is what it is that sick people is that the it is that you know what is that is it his imagination could be he is a dreamer he clearly <laughs> he clearly saw something out there or he thinks he saw something out there and he wants to sketch it before he forgets yep this is also when uh Paul uh decides to share a drink with Will you get a bonding moment yeah he gets out some maybe some scotch it's kind of what it looks like Nice bottle, and you know they're getting along like old friends. And Will reluctantly takes it. <laughs> he says, "I don't. Uh, yeah, I drink, but I don't want any." Oh, you're taking some. Was so you? You don't have to open the bottle. And <laughs> yeah. it's a special occasion because my son's pissed at me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he uh, uh, Paul finds out that uh, Will lied. A pretty interesting conversation. Because mm-hmm. there's that's where he talks about he was a teacher, and uh, as soon as. Will makes the flub. 
talking about he doesn't have a brother. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought you said he had a brother. He goes, well, it was uh, <laughs> it was it was my wife's brother, but but he was like my brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so Will's just like, oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> he takes the bottle and fucking leaves just right away. He's a Will, but you mean Paul? Yeah, Paul. Sorry. Yeah, that's the end of that. <laughs> conversation we are no longer friends you fucking liar <laughs> sows of doubt creeping in seed seeds of what did i say sows sows you, you sow the seeds <laughs> sow the seeds of doubt <laughs> sowing the seeds of doubt the seeds have the been seeds sown. are planted they will sow them later <laughs> the seeds have been sown <laughs> all right yeah so after that uh andrew or uh travis up in the attic again mm-hmm Finds Andrew sleeping on the floor. I think it's in the attic. He's in it's another in grandpa's room. room. He, uh, yeah, he's in a different room. I don't know whose room it is. Grandpa's room, yes. And it's actually after there was another dream where it looked like he walked out into the woods. It looked like he was looking for the dog. Yeah. And maybe he with was. The, with the lantern again. Maybe he was. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on. He, he brings Andrew back to his parents' room. Stares at Kim a little too long. <laughs> yeah, he heads downstairs and... Here's some noises and sees that the door is open and here's some more rattling. He runs upstairs to yeah. tell his parents that somebody's in the house. And it's uh, it's Stanley, the dog, who is pretty mangled. Yeah. And still technically alive. Barely. He was breathing. It Barely. Like. And so Paul and Will, quote unquote, take care of Stanley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go and burn it and come back in. And and then it's a mystery. How did Stanley get there? How yeah. is the door open? I, I have a clip from them uh, discussing it where they're going to decide to quarantine themselves. Since Paul doesn't, you know, you think he's too trigger happy. He's not a guy that's going to jump to conclusions, as he says here. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Um... Will and I should be the only ones to go outside for a while. We don't know what made Stanley sick. It could have been a, an animal, not a person, anything. Travis, you didn't go inside the room before we got there, correct? Positive. You just opened the door. Yeah, right, you didn't go in. I didn't touch the door. What? It was... It was already open. The door was open when you got there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then who opened the door? Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Maybe Andrew? What? Andrew was asleep in our room. No, he wasn't. He was in Grandpa's room. What are you talking about? I, I, I put him in there before you both woke up. Travis, why are we only hearing about this now? I don't know. I mean, when was I supposed to tell Back you? Back up. Tell us everything that happened. Andrew was in Grandpa's room, and he was having a nightmare, so I woke him up, and I brought him to your room. Then I went to the back hallway, saw the door open, heard something, and then I woke everyone up. Andrew was in the other room? Yes. I don't, I can't remember. Did you see Stanley last night? I can't remember. Andrew? 
Think real hard and tell Mommy what you remember. I can't remember. How can you not remember? Does he sleepwalk? No. He doesn't sleepwalk. This doesn't make any sense. Because Andrew is barely tall enough to reach those locks. You're, you're positive that the door is already open? Yes. How can you be positive? It was the middle of the night. You could have been half asleep. He said he was sure. I was wide awake. I'm, I'm positive. Look, I'm not I, saying maybe... you're lying, Travis. I'm just saying it was the middle of the night. Maybe you're not remembering correctly. I know what I saw. I'm sorry, but the door was open before All I right, that. I'm, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions, but just to be safe, I think that we all shouldn't interact for a day or so. Dad, I'm sure it's fine. Listen, I'm just taking proper precautions, okay? So they decide to have a trial separation. <laughs> Quarantine for a day or two. So we could probably just talk about it now. Who opened the door? My money's on Travis. Uh, yeah. He seems like the top suspect. And I think it's already proven that he is an unreliable narrator because it seems as though the film is kind of told through his eyes. A little bit, yeah. It's more from his perspective than anybody else's. You're always following him along in his fucking dreams, and he's always spying on he's spying on his own family, he's spying on their family. Right. And it would make sense that, you know, he was pretty distraught over the dog. He wanted to go after it and look for it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise me if I mean he could be sleepwalking, but to look for the dog, I think he just went to go look for the dog. I think so. And nobody else is like there was loud banging noises. When it shows him there, they could have just been him making that up and saying there was banging because nobody else has woken up because mm-hmm. he wakes up his own parents says there's somebody in the house and, you know, there's banging earlier uh, in the beginning of the film mm-hmm. that Paul heard and he didn't because yeah. he had to be woken up and say there's somebody in the house. So it seems like if there was loud banging, it's probably just Travis making shit up. Yeah, I I I think Travis fucking did it. Um, It's possible that Stanley kind of just staggered his way back in. Mm -hmm. And then Travis, you know. But even even so, like, how does the dog get through the door? Because the dog can't open a door. I I don't mean, like, literally back in the house. But, like, towards towards the house. And Travis Mm -hmm. went and got him. Yeah. You know, he went out and looked for him, like you said. Found him. Brought him back in. And then, you know... Went and woke everybody up. Yeah. And so the dog's just laying there in agony, making all kinds of fucking noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andrew, I mean, I could buy the sleepwalking thing, little kid sleepwalk, but he can't, he might be able to reach the door handle, but there's no way he's reaching that top deadbolt. No. So it's like, you're going to try to tell me that he sleptwalked and like grabbed a barrel and then climbed on top of the barrel and under the lock and then went outside and grabbed the dog and brought him in the yeah. in the first room and like no. There's no way Andrew was involved. No, I don't think so. Um, cuz it makes it seem like it was weird that he was outside of his room sleeping in grandpa's room. Mm-hmm. So you think that that's why he's affected. I think he even looks sweaty like he has a fever. Yeah. Kind of when you see him. So I think you're supposed to maybe think that he's uh Infected already, but so are you suggesting that 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 part never happened? It, it's possible. I'm, I'm not. I'm not so sure. I mean, could have happened the way it does. I mean, it could have just been. He's a kid. Sometimes they get colds, fevers. You know, right. they do sleepwalk. So he could have just went into Grandpa's room and was sleeping. Yeah, 
And Kim denies... Say Travis could have infected him. Yeah, Kim denies having Travis even come into their room. Yeah. So, I mean, that gives uh, a little bit of weight to that. The kid can't remember. Because then you're calling Kim a liar, you know, if you're believing Travis's story. Yeah. And, you know, it could be her husband's a liar. We know that. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody's a liar. Except for Sarah, basically. (laughs) It's also, there's a possibility that it could be Paul that did it. Possibly, but... It would be sort of irrational for him because it would be putting it... Since, you know, it's not spoilers because, you know, the whole thing is spoilers, but, you know, everyone gets infected, uh, more or less. And uh, it'd be a big risk to go out and bring the dog in, Mm. risking infection. But it, like he, you could see how he would want to kind of rile up the house and maybe use it as leverage to get the other family out, yeah. kill them, take their animals. You know, we got their food. What do we need these family around for? That is true. And now that he knows that Will's a liar, yep, you don't know what their intentions are either. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking, I'm gonna take them out before they take me out. Mm-hmm. The way he acts, the whole movie. When he says that, don't want to jump to conclusions, I'm like, really? This is the first <laughs> time? This is like a major fucking deal. Yeah. He's taking proper precautions, but he's just like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. Like, he, <laughs> That's you think not... he would defend his son yeah. and then say, like, oh, you're a fucking kid. He can reach those locks, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they never really give you a straight answer, but, I mean, there's so many possibilities of what it could mm-hmm. be. And I don't know. I guess it's up to you, the viewer, to decide. Mm-hmm. Look for context clues. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it always, you know, could be a dream that he woke Andrew up and brought him back to bed. You know, could be. It's probably hard enough to uh, for the kid to open up the door of their own bedroom That's to get true. out. That's true. Yeah. And then go into grandpa's room. But uh, so there. Should we move on? To the trial separation. Sure. And Travis, dreaming again. He's out in the woods, got his gun, dog's barking, and then he wakes up and starts vomiting blood. Mm-hmm. He's covered in sores. But it was a, one of those Inception dreams where there's, there's a dream within yeah, a dream. There's Grandpa <laughs> over there, and then he wakes up again, mm-hmm. right? So dream, dream within a dream. I haven't seen one of those in a minute. So, and uh, this is where we talked about earlier, Travis eavesdropping on uh, Will's family. And uh, they're talking about crying. It sure does seem like the kid is sick. Sounds like it. I mean, yeah, you don't know what he's sick with. Kid's crying, but he won't stop crying. Is it the plague? Is it the flu? Is it pneumonia? Is it the common cold? What is it? Uh, and then are they leaving? They might be leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Travis goes and snitches to his dad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think there's, he's sick and they're talking about leaving. So so Paul and Sarah strap up mm-hmm. and they pay a visit to Will and Kim. Things go south in a hurry. Sure do. We find out that Will hit a gun. Because uh, they were supposed to, in the rules, you know, they take all the firearms and then lock them up. Yeah. So Will has uh, a gun 
that you didn't tell him about. Well, Paul was the first one to break that rule. Well, I think he... It's his house. So he, <laughs> he can have a gun. It's his prerogative. <laughs> he makes the rules. I make the rules. I break the rules. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Will pulls the gun, says they're leaving. We're done with you. And so that was the concern. If they're going to leave, they're going to take all the supplies. They're going to take the animals. They're going to take the water. And they're going to leave Paul and family to uh, basically starve and uh, uh, dehydrate from lack of water. Mm -hmm. So Will tries to leave. Yeah. Almost gets away. But he doesn't. Sarah had a drop on him. (laughs) He sure did. Um, Yeah, because he has Paul at gunpoint. And they start walking out. And then Sarah's hiding in the, almost like a nook. The layout of their house is weird. Because from the outside, it's a huge house, and they boarded it up. And it seems like they probably boarded up entire wings of the house, maybe. Hallways, complete levels. There's weird little nooks and crannies everywhere. There's a weird attic. Mm -hmm. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you don't know the layout. This is, you know, the back door is the one that they use, the back room. And there's one long hallway. To the back door. Mm-hmm. And there's no rooms off of that hallway. Yeah. It's very, it's very bizarre. Very strange. Let's see. Paul and Sarah attack Will after he lowers his guard. They drag him outside. Will fights back. Against... Will is beating the fuck out of Paul. He sure Nearly is. Nearly killing him. Uh, until... What was he hitting him with? Almost looks like he had a rock in his hand. Was... I think it was a rock. I was yeah. like, the skull was seemed like it was about to crush. Yeah, I'm surprised Paul survived because he took quite a few shots to the face. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's bleeding bad. Did um, not look well. Uh, but Sarah, she shoots Will mm-hmm. cold blooded. Well, I wouldn't. It's not cold blooded if she's murdering, or if he's murdering her husband. You know, what, <laughs> you know what is cold blooded though? Kim and Andrew run into the woods, and Paul just <laughs> fucking shoots Andrew in the back. Well, I think he was just shooting at either of them. Probably trying to hit the mother first. Um, because the whole time, they kept on telling Andrew, don't open your eyes. Yeah. Because when you have the sickness, your eyes turn black. Mm-hmm. So, but it's also, you know, you could defend him and say they didn't want the kid to open their eyes or his eyes because they didn't want him to see what was going on. There's going to be a lot of well, yeah, a lot of violence. He doesn't want the kids to see that. Trying I, to protect the child. I thought it was more of that than. Uh, no, I just I took it as well. He's sick. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I, I like I said, I took it more as uh, don't watch your dad beat the shit out of this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before, because they mention it when they're in the room. Because remember, he they won't even let. Uh, Paul C. Andrew in the room. You know he's not sick. Nobody in here is sick. Right. Which you know it's even a possibility that no one's sick in that room, mm-hmm. and it's only the people, Paul's family that are sick. But they keep on. They won't let him see the eyes. They tell you, yes, many times. And uh, yeah, I tend to think that with the kid not would not stop crying mm-hmm. for an extended. It was forever. He was crying. Yeah. I think he was probably sick, and that's why they didn't want uh, to see the eyes. It's possible. Yeah. yeah, I could believe that. But Paul shoots him in the fucking back. I, I think the kid would have to be sick because 
Travis, at least he says he brought him back into the room when he found my grandpa's room. And right. Travis is most likely sick. Yeah. Uh, at least if you go by his own story, the kid has to be sick. There's no other way around it. Yeah. Because he says he put him in his room. And he either got sick from, you know, bringing the dog in himself mm-hmm. or from touching Andrew, basically. This is true. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's really much of a chance of Andrew not being sick, but. It's a moot point uh, at this <laughs> yeah. part of the movie because yeah, he's it's... dead and Kim is soon to follow. Mm-hmm. Hysterical, of course. She's just holding her dying son in her arms. Yeah. And then Travis realizes it's all his fault because mm-hmm. he fucking ratted him he's out. A fucking snitch. <laughs> But uh, they were going to take at least half the food, mm-hmm. especially after he pulls a gun on Paul. He's probably just going to take all of his animals back and head yeah, off. Take as but much like, as he can. Like even Sarah mentioned it, too. You know, they could, they know where we live. They could come back. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to run out of food eventually. They don't really have a place to go. Our, our place is safe. So yeah, you don't really know what people do when you're when they're desperate. That's true. Bit of a. Lord of the Flies movie, or what happens when society crumbles and there's mm-hmm. no rules? Only the rule of survival. It's the desperate hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, then uh, we Travis, we assume, is infected, right? Yeah. Like, it seems he like has he has sores all over him. His mom's mom looks infected as well. She's telling yeah. him it's, it's going to be okay. And then mm-hmm. I think she even says, like, you don't have to fight it anymore. Yeah. And they... They just kind of accept their fate. Yeah. After that scene, it cuts to the the final shot is Paul and Sarah at the table looking at each other. It looks like they have black She's eyes. Silently judging each other. So it could be that in that shot, Travis is already dead, and they're just sitting at the table depressed, like, well, we're next. I kind of assume that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Travis is dead, and they're both kind of blaming each other, right? Like, he blames her. And they're probably sick, right? So they're yeah. probably thinking. My thought was or just that we we both failed. Yeah, know? it was like Paul. Paul was thinking, well, if you hadn't decided that we should go bring that guy's family back here, we would never been in this situation. I could have just killed him or left them hanging on that tree mm-hmm. or tied to the tree rather. Uh, and she's, you know, looking at him. It's thinking if you weren't such a fucking hothead and this and that and. We're more careful, you know, we would never been in this situation. And, uh, yeah, everybody's fucked. <laughs> it's a real happy ending. And, yeah, I mean, we talked about what it is, the metaphorical it, <laughs> allegorical it. If yeah. you want to say it, it's, it could be fear, it could be, uh, you know, uh, nightmares, dreams. Human nature. Yep, other people. Coming at night like uh, Will did, as you uh, said. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that. Uh, we talked about who could have opened the door. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get into fun facts? Not really. I mean, it's it's a movie that makes you think. Yeah, is what it is. So if you're not if you're not like fully invested, you won't get the full uh, you know appreciation of what they're trying to go for. And if you're going in there thinking, well, it's got to be a monster movie. It's called It Comes at Night. And then you're pissed that there's no monster. That's on you. 
Mm-hmm. Misguided expectations. <laughs> hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. So the painting that we talked about uh, is titled The Triumph of Death, but it doesn't say who it's by. Okay. I remember looking it up back in the day. can't remember what it said because it's a famous painting. Yeah. I mean, if you if you wanted to look on Wikipedia, I could do some of these uh, fun facts. There aren't too many. Uh, director Trey Edward Schultz hinted that the two men attacking Paul and Will in the forest could be father and son based on their similar appearance. So maybe maybe not so much uh, Will's brother, but uh, still could be somebody that Will knows. Could be his brother-in-law. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Who knows if he has a brother or a brother-in-law or never had either. Here's a fun fact. Okay, the uh, painting was by Peter Bruegel. Okay. Peter Bruegel the Elder. Uh there's a 1562 oil painting called The Triumph of Death. And that was the inspiration, at least in part, for the uh, writer writing this movie. I see. It's pretty poetic. Here's a fun fact. During the climax, the aspect ratio slowly transitions from 241 to 301 and stays that way for the remainder of the film possibly to symbolize how the how Travis's family has progressively tunnel visioned themselves into thinking that Will's family is sick and denying that Travis is actually the sick one. Here's another fun fact. So the director Trey Edward Schultz's simplest explanation of the film's title, which he spoke of at a screening in Chicago, is that the title came to him early on in the writing process before characters and plot were fully developed and it stuck with him. He also said it can represent the need to rest, but at night, fear and anxiety can take over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's basically the director saying that it's more or less just a cool title that I came up with. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have a literal meaning. Mm. I think that's about it. Yeah. It's about all the interesting stuff I saw on IMDb. Yeah, as I said, um, love this film. I give it a soonish. You give it eventually. It was also, uh, I think, on Jones' uh, top ten. I think even in his top five of that year as well. Both really loved it. Uh, we talked about it on the year-end or best-of episode. Like you said, it's in that vein of the new the new age, like great horror films of The Witch and uh, Hereditary, Midsummer, yeah. and... I mean, other ones like that you didn't like, like the Babadook, things like that could be thrown in there. But it's kind of like that of what, that um, yeah, much more part so, of that new wave of horror that's coming. Yeah, that much indie more horror. Uh, psychological slow burn type stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously doesn't rely on a lot of the same tropes as uh, many of the other more mainstream horror movies. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, stay tuned for what's coming up next. Everybody should go out and watch Mother, an exclamation point, and uh, The Town of the Dreaded Sundown. We're going to talk about the sequel, but we'll also talk about the original a little bit as well, because that's in the sequel. (laughs) And uh, yeah, they're both uh, good horror films. Check those out. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, we're chugging along in our horror extravaganza. Right. Anything else you want to add? Maybe explain to people at home. How they can support the show. 
you can uh, head over to teespring.com slash stores slash WTM watch this movie and uh, check out our great merchandise there. You got a lot of cool stuff up there, including some Halloween and horror extravaganza uh, merchandise and designs. And uh, if you use the, the promo code horror before the end of October, you can save 10% on, uh, 10% off on your order. Ooh, there you go. Hell of a deal. Check it out. Otherwise, you know, you don't want to spend any money but still want to support the show. You know what you can do is rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much any podcast app uh, you listen to us on. That would be very helpful and much appreciated. You can also reach out to us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie and Brett and Positively Wolf One. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you lost my case.